Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program celebrating a milestone. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you're listening to the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Dutch to the dorks, Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Yeah. Hi, folks. What's up? Today is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. 308 days till Thanksgiving. Happy 99... Happy... I'm sorry. No. Go get. Happy 100th birthday. (gasps) To who? Is that right? No, I've got that wrong. Never mind. Math. For some reason, it was trending. It's a good thing this is not I Math it, Tuesday. I thought it was Bob Barker's birthday, but it's not. Oh. He is 99, though, but he turned 99. He will turn 100 in December. I don't know why he was trending this morning. I saw, thought I saw something that was his birthday. Did he Did he? Anyway, pass? you know what? Shout out Bob Barker. No, he didn't die. He's alive. Okay, Doing great. Good. good. Just, That's just, a generational... Trended like, on Twitter this morning, and I saw someone wishing him a happy birthday. I was like, oh, I, I assume it's his birthday. I'll save me Googling whose birthday is I mean, you tell me my birthday is like seven different days a year, so maybe Bob Barker has seven different nah, birthdays unfortunately, a year. but he's 99. Shout out. I was just going to say, I don't think... I, I'm not ready for that, like, especially after RIP mm. to the GOAT Alex Trebek. Like, I'm not ready for another no. staple of game shows. Happy birthday to Lil Scrappy. Well, Scrappy turns 39 today. Episode 1,528. On today's show, folks, folks, we're going to hear from the first head coach of UTRGV. Let's go. Uh, UTRGV football, which will be launching, I believe, in 2025. is the first time they're going to play. Uh, but nice. we will hear from their head coach, Travis Bush, coming up here, former uh, New Braunfels Canyon head coach. Uh, Travis Bush, Matt Stepp call, caught up with him at the Coastal Bend Clinic this past weekend. In the back half of the show, it's Dumb Thursday. Dumb Thursday. And I've got a hot take. We'll have that coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, Ed McElroy, and just Chad. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Matt Stepp was on the road last week, went down to Corpus Christi to the I think coastal... he was in the air. 
proud of yourself. Dumb Thursday. Proud of yourself. <laughs> Uh, a lot of lot of uh, high school football coaches. You can see some of the interviews on YouTube and on TexasFootball.com. But there was also a college football coach there. Number of college football coaches, I should say. But one of them that we had particular interest in talking to is the head coach of the UTRGV Vaqueros, Coach Travis Bush, who was recently named the first ever coach of the Vaqueros. Uh, they will be launching their um, they will be launching their football uh, in, in 2025. Uh, he leaves New Braunfels Canyon to take over at UTRGV. Of course, the son of a legendary head coach, Bruce Bush, down there in the RGV. Uh, and Matt Sepp caught up with him. Here's Matt Sepp's conversation with UTRGV Vaqueros head coach Travis Bush here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas football back here at the Coastal Bend Coaches Association Clinic. We're talking to a college coach today. I'm getting, I'm getting out of my comfort zone a little bit, talking to the new and first ever head coach of the UTRGV Vaqueros, Coach Travis Bush. Uh, coach, congratulations, and I appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, thanks for, thanks for having me, and excited to be back down here and see a bunch of old friends uh, at this clinic, and uh, so ready to roll for the weekend. All right, now, uh, before we get into the clinic talk and all that stuff, i got to ask you, you know, it was a whirlwind, you know, and, and when you got the, you got the call, you, you were the guy at UTRGV. First off, how excited were you for the challenge of starting up a new program? And then how, you know, how excited were you, you know, to be, be back in the college? I know it was tough to leave New Braunfels Canyon, but how excited are you to be back in the college game? Yeah, it, it was uh, it was really tough and, and never knew, you know, what, where where this this career, this, this path is going to take you. But uh, when this opportunity came up and, and we started looking into it pretty heavily, uh, it's just something you couldn't pass up. And uh, the more we got to know President uh, Dr. Guy Bailey and Chase Conker, AD, um, just two studs. And um, an hour in the interview process, I knew I wanted to work for them. Uh, I can learn a lot, uh, grow being around them, but then seeing what they've done, not only with the university, but the communities down there, uh, the opportunity uh, being on the original staff at UTSA and now having the opportunity to start another one um, with, a, with a plan that's in place that they've put together down there is going to be exciting. Uh, and then, and, you know, and a chance to, to really come back home. How, you, know, you mentioned coming back home. You have ties to the Valley. Your dad is, I believe, in the Hall of Fame down there as a football coach. I know you have a lot of ties to the Coastal Men, but also to the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, how special was that to be the first head coach there at UTRGV? Oh, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's kind of kind of just humbling and uh, and exciting. But you know, growing up down there, my mom's family's from from Mercedes. Uh, and in fact, I started elementary school down in Far when my dad coached there the first time. So always always been a South Texas guy. Obviously, being uh, growing up in Alice and then Gregory Portland here. So always. Uh, you know, roots down there in, in South Texas, and you know, driven dr- driven by that that university um, a lot, and have always you know said, hey, if they ever had football down here, the valley would go crazy. And then just to see it all happen, and then to to have the ability to to be on the ground floor is is pretty amazing. What's it mean? You mentioned that you know, if they if we ever got football at this university, how how awesome it would be. Obviously, the Rio Grande Valley, they're football crazy down there. They love their high school football, and they love they just love football in general, right? That, that those all those communities down there are are so passionate about it. What's it mean for the Valley to have now a Division One college football team? On, on in their backyard. I tell you, the support's been overwhelming and phenomenal. It's just it, since we started, and then now, now as we're getting out to the communities and meeting, meeting a lot of people, meeting the leaders of the communities, and it's just again, it's it's not about just Edinburgh or it's the entire valley, and that's their team. And, and you watch them rally around the last high school team. You watch them oh, yeah. rally around PSJ North, you know, um, a couple months ago. But that they're just they they've got great support. Now you've got their own university, a Division One university, in their backyard, and it's just I mean, it, uh, we've sold a thousand season tickets already, and we have we're not 
play any game till 2025. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. That's it's, it's impressive for sure. What you obviously mentioned, you were on the first staff at UTSA. What you, you probably learned some do's and don'ts from starting up a program. What's what are some of the big kind of check mark items you got to get done when you're getting this? I mean, obviously building a staff. You know, the, what are some of the big items you want to get checked off on your list? Well, the biggest thing I think the, the plan being um, you know the the plan we have here is to have facilities built, and that was the struggle at UTSA was um, the the you know however it was set up we did they didn't get facilities immediately built uh, for those initial classes um, but being able to you know we're starting construction uh, in the next couple months okay. uh, we'll have some portable stuff uh, for that first practice year but to have a 50 million dollar facility ready to go uh, we'll have practice fields built on campus before we ever kept kids on campus we'll have a full staff put together before we ever sign a class so just some things um, learning from other other programs that have started that we can make sure we're doing it the best it's been done okay final question for you uh two questions uh first off final first question is uh just the clinic in general well, how how different is it being at a clinic as a college coach versus a high school coach I mean, you can still learn some stuff though i'm assuming so how do you kind of handle that oh it's it's there's not much different it's uh, this is about relationships and um you know I've, I've grown up coming to this thing since i you know since i was in elementary school and to see a lot of the guys i you know i've known for years and chance to visit with them guys i, I went to school with i played with played against so they, these are always good but good to exchange ideas but now now you kind of kind of rub some elbows and, and try to get some uh, try to get some recruits out of it as well there you go final question for you uh you know we love the Rio Grande Valley we've been to a lot of good spots in the, in the valley to eat at where do you, where, where's your spot I know you got a spot in Edinburgh that uh, that that you like uh, tell us about it uh, there's plenty there's plenty around but uh hidden spot is uh is the barrel house there in Edinburgh it's okay. it's close cl- right right by the Echo Motel uh they've redone it and uh really uh hit hit it the other day and uh, Omar Maldonado is uh um you know part owner of that deal and it's uh it's a good spot you got to check it out you got to go to you got to go to order <laughs> uh, anything on there anything on on there's good. You can't go wrong. Everything's good. Yeah. Right. Coach, appreciate your time. Congratulations on the new gig. Look forward to working with you there at UTRGV. And uh, anything you want to say to the community of, of the, the Rio Grande Valley in general about supporting you guys? Nope. V's up. Rally the Valley. There he is, Travis Bush, the new head coach of the UTRGV Vaqueros. They will start play in 2025. I he, love the sound of that. <laughs> he's going to be uh, he's going to be their head coach, uh, helping to build the program from what they are right now. And so, very excited to see the growth down there in the RGV with UTRGV. And um, and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna sell some tickets. I'll mm-hmm. say that much. They're gonna sell some tickets. They are wild about their football down there the UTRGV or in the, in the RGV and I think UTRGV is going to do some big business down there so excited to see what the Vicaros do with their head coach Travis Bush uh, there with the Vicaros we appreciate his time at the Corpus Christi uh, the Coastal Bend Clinic down there in Corpus Christi yes. this past weekend we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now, a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs 
in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Back here on Texas Football Today, it's Thursday, Pickle, in the off season, mm-hmm. And that means it's time for Dumb Thursday. Texas Football Today is proud to present... Dumb Thursday. It's Dumb Thursday. You know, Texas football today where we dive into something dumb that I've been thinking about, or one of us has been thinking about. It doesn't have to be me. If you've got ideas for Dumb Thursday, let us know. You thinking of dumb things just kind yeah. of fits. <laughs> and, and this happened to me while I was watching the National Football League this weekend. Okay. Did you watch any of the National Football League this weekend? Yeah. Okay. You watched a little bit of it? Yep. I'm going to be watching it this weekend too. Go boys. And... I, so I watched it, you know, watched Saturday, watched them on Sunday. Uh, I watched the first two drives on Monday before. Before when Hank decided he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers he's like, he's fan. Like, ah, <laughs> like, cool, man. Let's go to bed. Um, and because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a media consumer, like I'm a, I'm a football consumer, but I think that you and I maybe uh, uh, view football in a different way than other people specifically because we're in the media i pay a lot of attention to like the broadcast yes i pay a lot of attention to the graphics Mm -hmm. to the camera shots to like the like whenever i thought i think what they've done with like the augmented reality stuff is kind of cool stuff like that where it's like it looks like this giant thing Mm -hmm. coming out of the field we watch it more from a producer standpoint than a consumer standpoint i think it's pretty big way to say it yeah Um, because our brains are just broken in that Mm -hmm. sort of way um and so i was i was watching these games this weekend and it struck me when we got to monday night yeah cowboys versus And Joe and Troy Mm -hmm. were out there. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Which, real fast, I'm going to be completely honest. This shows you how much Monday Night Football I've watched this year. I completely forgot that it was them. And I was like, wait, this is on ESPN? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hi. Oh, yeah. It's on ESPN, and it's it's Joe and Troy. Which I love the two of them together. So I watched like the – because, you know, I was was watching the the Sunday night game – I was watching, or rather, uh, I was watching Sunday the, night is Al Michaels yeah. and uh, so I was, Chris you, Collins. Yeah, I was, I was watching. I was watching kind of all of it, right? But this is what I thought was interesting, though. Is I started realizing I was like, wait a second, all of these guys, all of these color commentators, all of them are. Are from former offensive players. Mm-hmm. All of them. Now the different. The exception was on th- Saturday night. W- it was on NBC, mm-hmm. uh, and that was their 
um, it was it was their 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 B team because really Sunday Night Football only has one game, yes. obviously, and they they have Mike Tirico and mm-hmm. Chris Collinsworth. They waited to put them on uh, Bengals oh, Ravens yeah, on Sunday night. Uh-huh. They kept them on Sunday night, so they needed their. And you're not going to ask a team to do or a guy two to do games, two NFL no. games in the weekend. So they brought in Al Michaels, and instead of them bringing over Kirk Herbstreet, they had Tony Dungy. Tony mm-hmm. Dungy they brought from the studio in there. Your mileage may vary on Tony Dungy. Okay. He fits better in the booth than the studio. But he doesn't count, really, in my opinion, as a color commentator because this is the first and only game he's doing this year. Right. And so I got to thinking, and I was like, I don't know that I can think of a single defensive guy who's in the booth. Mm-hmm. And so... I looked it up. I looked it up. Because <laughs> I'm a sicko. <laughs> and here you go. These are. This is every NFL color commentator Mm -hmm. every one of them okay espn monday night football troy aikman quarterback obviously on amazon thursday night football right the reason by the way he's i found out that he's exclusive to amazon he doesn't like he can't do it for nbc which is why he didn't do Mm -hmm. it with with al michaels it's kirk herbstreet former ohio state quarterback right on uh on nbc if you didn't know this chris collinsworth played wide receiver Mm -hmm. okay tones roams on cbs he's a cbsa team right Mm -hmm. so then i looked up the rest of fox's guys okay Greg Olson's their, their number one guy on color commentary. God. Okay? He's a tight end. Moose, former cowboy. Mm-hmm. Fullback. Which rules. Mark Schlereth. <laughs> a right? fullback named Moose. Still rules to this day. Mark Schlereth, former ESPN analyst, now works for Fox as a color guy. Mm-hmm. He was an offensive lineman. We finally got to our first defensive guy, Jonathan Vilma. Jonathan Vilma works for Fox, and he's former linebacker, former Jets linebacker. And then Robert Smith... It was a running back for the for the Vikings for a long time on Fox. Maybe CBS will do a little bit, a little bit better. Okay, Charles Davis. Yep. Charles Davis is their number two guy on on there. He's a former defensive back. Same thing, actually. I believe this is his first or second year. Adam Archuleta, former Rams def- uh, defensive back, former Rams safety, is on there as well. He's a defensive back. But then look at the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Trent Green, quarterback. James Lofton, wide receiver. Jay Feely, kicker. Yes. Tiki, Again, rules. <laughs> Tiki Barber running back, and then they started, I believe this is the first year for Mark Sanchez. The He's a former quarterback. So look at this. You've got a grand total of 16 color commentators in for NFL games. 16 of them. Mm-hmm. And three are defensive guys. Three. Now... And, and and it would be one thing if they were all quarterbacks. Because, like, I think there's this notion that we have of, like, oh, quarterbacks see the game a different way. They have to read the defenses mm-hmm. so they can speak to it in a variety of different ways. But, like, and I kind of buy that. But I also think that, like, if you're a football player, you probably know the game of football. Mm-hmm. It's just me. It also doesn't hold a lot of weight when you've got a fullback and a kicker. <laughs> you leave Moose alone. And a kicker on there. Right? Of like, oh, these quarterbacks, like they they're the only guys who can call a game. Mm-hmm. And I think personally, I would love to hear more defensive minded thoughts in yeah. in my in my broadcasts than we get right now. Because I think we like and I get it that like you're try you've got to do it for a big audience. Right. And touchdowns sell. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for me, I would love to see somebody breaking down the Tampa 2. Uh, I'd love for, for people to be breaking down the coverages a little bit better than we're having right now. Because right now it's so focused on the off, on, on the offense. Yeah. And, and I just, I don't know. Maybe this is me and maybe I'm on an island by myself. 
But I would much rather have a better, more of a defensive mind up there in the booth than an offensive mind. That's not to say that Tony Romo can't do that. It's not to say that Kirk Herbstreit can't do that. Mm -hmm. But I think that in the end, you're looking at these guys and they're going to talk about what they know. And if they played offense, they're going to talk about it from an, like with an offense as a protagonist Mm -hmm. type perspective. Right. No, I, I mean, I completely agree. And I think that you're correct in the fact that there are, there is a subset of the population that's on that island with you. I would be one of them. I would love to hear that side of things. But I think that fundamentally, yes, touchdowns sell. And that's that's what it is. There's, a, there's some other things that have to go with a when you send out, as you know, you know who the next one is. It's Tom Brady. Like he's mm-hmm. already signed the deal. Mm-hmm. When you say that name, there's such an awareness of my grandma could say, oh, did you hear Tom Brady's on the call? Like she's not going to know of. A, a, even probably a good defensive player. You know, J.J. Watt might be the the one exception of like, okay, I could see that. But I also do think, and I have some takes on some of these color commentators just as broadcasters. Um, I don't think some of them are super great at the actual broadcasting side mm-hmm. of stuff. But I do think that a lot of them tend to be offensive players because all of those offensive players went through the league getting interviewed time and time and time again I do think that there is still a little bit of they do want a person that sounds good on a mic but I think that that is slowly deteriorating do you know what I think it is I think that I think from an executive perspective I think it's such an old school way of thinking Mm -hmm. that like you have Frank Gifford and it's like okay well that then you just get the quarterback in there you get the offensive guy in there Mm -hmm. and by the way this is not an NFL only phenomenon look up and down college football broadcast crews oh yeah absolutely. look up and down right Kirk Herbstreit obviously right Mm -hmm. but like remember RG3 uh Thursday night primetime is Lewis Riddick who's a running back right Friday night primetime Andre Ware former Houston great right and then think about the, I believe the lead guy on ESPN, or one of them, is Joe Testor and Greg McElroy. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about Robert Griffin III? Third, yeah. What about Brock Osweiler? Mm-hmm. What about Dan Orlovsky? Right. All these guys are are offensive guys. Mm-hmm. And like Deuce McAllister is doing it for uh, for for SEC. Tim Hasselbeck is doing it for ACC Network. Right. Um, I don't know. Like there are exceptions. Obviously, like Todd Blackledge, former quarterback at Penn State. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions to this, and I'm not saying it's it's 100% of the time. Obviously, there's three out of 16, but it feels like for a, for a unit that is half of the game, right. defensive guys are extremely underrepresented in, in football booths. Yeah. My opinion. That's what I was thinking about this weekend while I was watching college football uh, or, or, or NFL because I'm just like, man, all these guys are quarterbacks. It just struck me as like, tr- like you've got two Cowboys quarterbacks back there. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, and it's the same thing. I mean, you can even go into studio talent and it ends up being, oh yeah, it ends up being the same thing. Desmond, well, ha- well Desmond Howard, yeah. And I want, I want to say that that's even that's even the case in basketball too. Like I know that obviously in basketball that's a much smaller sample size and you don't have two completely separate units. But you don't see people that weren't all-time leading scorers being a color commentator or an analyst yeah. on the basketball side. There are exceptions. Things. Booger McFarland was a defensive tackle. Which again, say what you will about broadcasting talent. Uh, Sam Acho it, it was a was a defensive guy. Uh, there are exceptions, but usually, almost always, mm-hmm. you are going to see guys who are 
defensive, offensive guys in the booth. And I just, I don't know. I would like a little bit more diversity in that regard. That's me. Yeah. But perhaps shout out a, kickers. Perhaps that's a dumb thought. <laughs> I would like kickers to perhaps be more represented, thought, which is why it resides here on dumb, on Thursday. dumb Thursday. Dumb Thursday. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, coming up at two o'clock, wherever you're watching this, WTF? We're going live again, back by unpopular demand. Us. Um, we have Caitlin Colwell. You might not know, recognize that name. Um, she is a softball coach at Stephenville currently. But Caitlin has a really, really cool story in the fact that she grew up with her both of her parents being coaches. She is currently a coach, and she is dating a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has been around coaching her entire life. It's really, really cool to hear the perspective on all of it. So if you're interested in that, come hang out with us at 2. Okay, come hang out with the uh, women talking football girls. I was going to say lads, but that's not lasses. 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 Yeah. (laughs) I was like, there is a feminine version of lads. (laughs) Two two o'clock today. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to UTRGV head coach uh, Travis Bush for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young. Please give me your player of the year trophy. It's on the, it's on the floor. We'll see. Uh, you. I'm gonna blame Schmel for we'll that. We'll see one. you tomorrow for Tepper's top ten and helpful Honda mailback Friday on Tepper on Texas football. Today. On Tepper football today. No, don't do that. We don't want that. <laughs>